It's raining. Is it? Oh, it is here. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know if it is here. Maybe it is. It's raining. It's somewhere. been raining. Yeah, it's been raining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Skeleton Crew Podcast, the show with no intro. Hi. I am your host, Almighty Strauss or Strauss. I'm of course here with El Guapo Suardo, who uh, I'm mad at because after I got my haircut, has he has decided to get an even shorter haircut. So you know, I'm I'm sorry. This is just a brutal game of one-upmanship now, follicle-based one-upmanship. Fuck you! How dare you? <laughs> Listen, you know what, man? I I just decided my my favorite thing about about today was um. So I I finally went ahead and just got all my hair buzzed off. It's very nice. I'm very happy with the results. And my barber was very funny because he's like uh-huh. working through the initial length of my hair, and he just like shaved off a big chunk right down the middle. And his boss is, like, walking by, and at that moment, he decides to go, oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I finally got my hair cut. My hair had gotten down my back again for the first time in a while. Just Oh, wow. I mean, I hadn't had my hair cut in, like, five or six months. Actually, it might be longer than that. No, I got it in September. Yeah, so about six months. It is quite impressive. I mean, I I don't get my hair cut too often. That's just how I rolls. Yeah. But anyway, well, the, that that's how I want to start today is that Sardo has decided to, for some reason, one up me in hair length as a race to how little hair you can have. And the answer is way less than mine. I, I just really, really want to be Shimano from uh, the Yakuza <laughs> series. <laughs> People, very badly people don't people don't get this this but i saw that you, your tweet of your haircut i'm like son of a bitch i just got my haircut <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like it, it, but in that Ross. yeah but only in that like joke fashion of like how dare <laughs> you yes you he man yes you he man told you it was but oh boy we we have got some stuff to talk about today because um we are watching an anime at at your at your request i mean this was an idea you ran by me and i'm like that sounds great and i know so i know we mentioned it last time i was like oh this is a thing that we're doing (laughs) and all excited about but uh we started watching hey k story today Yes. And we watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say before we, before we get started, this is not going to be the next like three weeks of podcast episodes. I promise it will be once we get to the end, which would be in about a month. Yes. Because uh, actually it would be three weeks. Because, well, uh, we run into a very interesting problem. The last, it's an 11 episode series, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Because anime is interesting is because it usually comes in one of several things. Uh, either, usually 26 episodes to 13. Uh, this is 11. Which is weird. 
That is very unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. But, yeah. but I mean, it's it, it's it's a different kind of anime too. Like it just it, it just feels very different from a lot of the other things that I've seen in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, okay. So to explain what it is, Heike Story, as it's called in English. And I'm also going to call it that even for the Japanese version because or else I people are going to... I'm going to start talking about some old literature. It is an adaptation of the Heike Motogatari, which is a uh, basically the tale of the Heike in English. I have a copy mm-hmm. of it floating around here somewhere. I actually think it's my Very bag. Cool. Which is the story of the fall of the Taira clan, or Heike, because it can be written several ways don't ask why i don't know i'm not a linguist are you a linguist i am not a linguist and you don't know either (laughs) i don't know shit (laughs) none of us know we're sorry but yeah but it is you you might know um tyra no kiyomori who was um represented in Warriors Orochi is a big dude with horns. He is not that here. No, he's not. He's closer to what he actually looks like, which is a older bald man wearing a robe all the time. Because... Nice robes, too. Oh, like, yeah. Kiyomori's stylish. Everyone's stylish in this. Everyone's got, like, hats and nice clothes. He sticks out, though, because, like, his stuff has patterns on it. Yeah, it's him and uh, retired Emperor Go Shirakawa, who is the other bald guy in a robe in this series. I know when this was coming out, people complained about, like, oh, how am I supposed to the difference between these two bald men? There is quite a bit of difference. I mean, you just have to... They're they're facially very different. Yeah, they, they don't look the same it's just that if if i was to describe what they looked like the phrase bald guy in a robe is kind of applies to both of them very heavily i i would say kiyomori's like the thick bald guy in a robe he, he's got more of the bulldog cheeks going on too he's a little thick he's, he's got he's, he's a little bulldogish. he's he's jowly like winston churchill <laughs> That's not wrong. But yeah. But So the it's it's a tale of of the fall of the Tyra. But it's it's also got a kind of a, a unique viewpoint character here. Yeah, because unlike say uh following any of the Tyra Personally, we follow a character, uh, a small girl named Biwa, who has the ability to see into the future through her one eye. She she has a uh, she has um, homophobia in her eyes. Uh, one blue eye, one brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> Not heterochromia. Yeah, she has heterochromia. Uh, but one of her eyes is this weird blue eye that. Uh, and see into the future and she she knows that the Tyrus fate days are numbered and there's nothing they can do about it very very sad because she's a small child and can do approximately fuck all about anything <laughs> and she's very tiny too we, we, we must mention that that she is very small and very scrappy yes 
She yeah, she's fun. She's a little feral. <laughs> I I like Biwa. I just I always think that like feral small child characters are terrific, mm-hmm. and and she is great. Mm-hmm. She's definitely extra feral because. This is the end of the Heian period where everyone was like, very important about ceremony and looking their best. Far cry from the days of, from the future of Oda Nobunaga going around being like, ha, you suck. Show up to my own father's funeral wearing a dick print kimono. (laughs) (laughs) Which was something he did. Yeah, far far cry from those days. Instead, everyone here is all prim and proper or... Trying to be prim and proper. Very I, buttoned up for the most part. I, I have a question for you, Sardo. How well do you huh. know Heian era politics and ways of life? Uh, I mean... It's okay. I'm not an expert on it. I mean, neither am I. I've never said I was an expert. I just... I... I know very little. Fair. Uh, one of the funny things about Heike stories, it, it is from 2021. It was released in the fall season. For those who don't know, anime is released in re- four seasons like everything else. You know, you have your winter season, which is like January to like March-ish. And then it's the spring season, which is like mid-March to like May. And then there's the summer season, which, you know, it's the summer. Then then the fall season is the ending of the year into December. Is is the fall season of anime kind of like, fuck you, it's January for, like, the American film season? No, that's January. Oh, okay. So, so fuck you, it's January is, um, leaps cultures. Yeah. That's cool to know. Yeah, well, it's the middle of winter, and usually, like, all... Because the thing is, with anime, because usually a lot of, like, stuff will start in, like, li- like late November at times and go through into January. It's not mm-hmm. like, as with most things, it's not like a solid thing. And unlike movies, which have, like, release schedules, you know, TV shows that are shared once a week, like, if it's, like, 26 episodes, that's, you know, right. 26 weeks. That's half a year. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, that's just for, like, 26-episode series. Like, 13 weeks is a long amount of time. That's, like, a whole, like, two... That's, like, two and a half months. Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh... But, so this this was released in fall. Yeah, this was released in the fall of 2021. I watched it coming out, because I saw the preview for it, and I'm like... This is exactly was designed for me, only me, and like two people in outside uh, of Japan. Yes, you you cut out there for a minute. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Basically, what I was saying was uh, this was released in 2021, and to the fanfare of uh, me and four other people outside of Japan, <laughs> and only four other people. It was one of those things where, like, I knew deep inside my heart it wasn't going to do great outside of Japan. Because it is about samurai, but not the ones most people know. It's it's not the fun, glamorous samurai that everybody's familiar with. It's like, 
this is Nokita Soji. What the fuck? No, it, it's sort of like it, this is. There's no Odo Nobunaga. There's no Kenshin. There's no Shinkin Takeda. There's no Shinsen Gumi or whatever. It, this is like ah yes, Tara no Kiyomori is here. Everybody loves his son Shigamori, who exists. I. I'm trying to dance around spoilers for Sardo here because it's hard. I appreciate it. Uh, though I will say, though, so far, Shigemori in this, I like him. Yeah, I no. like him. He's a no, cool he's, dude. He's, he's, so, he, he can also see the future. Yeah, well, sort of. He can see the dead. Mm -hmm. His darker eye sees the spirits of the dead. So he's always kind of like... So he's he was known as the Lantern Lord because he liked collecting lanterns. So it was adapted into the idea that he can see the dead so now he's kind of just spooked up by the dark <laughs> which you know that's it's understandable yeah if i saw the dead i'd be like oh lights on forever and a bit of a suck-ass thing to have to deal with you when you are a warrior of all things yeah. it's like i already have to deal in death on purpose <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of backstory to the show this is the uh this was by uh, Naoko Yamada, who is very well-known if you're very into uh, Kyoto Animation or KyoAni Productions. Uh, her most famous work is uh, the movie adaptation of A Silent Voice, which I saw. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I also saw it. I... <sighs> the... Not my cup of tea. Very well executed. Um, no. It was good for what it was. <laughs> well, the, the problem I've always had with uh, a lot of KO Annie stuff is that it's very, it's very technically well made. Oh. But yeah, no, uh, what I was saying was K KO Annie productions are stuff that I, uh, I find very technically brilliant, but very not for me. There's somebody else's thing. <laughs> well, uh, the problem is their stuff is very cutesy. Like here are some of the stuff that uh, uh, Yamada had had been a key part of. She directed. She was a director and key animator for 14 episodes of K-On, an animator on Nichijou. Uh, let's what? see. Uh, worked on Sound Euphoriums one and two. Oh, yeah, the lesbian marching band one. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. They don't... Okay, so, let's see. She did the K-On! movie, the Tomiko love story or movie. Now, I've never been a big fan of a lot of K-On! stuff because a lot of it is very cutesy. Yeah. And it's just, it's not what I go for. No, it's not. And you can tell by our thumbnails and the fact that I've approved every single thumbnail outright. There has never been a... I just kind of let Sardo do them, by the way. I don't really... <laughs> they, they are whatever... free reign. It is very much free reign. I just... I'm, I was going to say yes to all of them anyways, but so far, like, you could kind of tell aesthetically what we're all about here. <laughs> I mean, our avatars are two skeletons. <laughs> Yeah, but not cutesy skeletons. A, a very tired skeleton and a very flamboyant skeleton. <laughs> yes. But so it's, 
it is, I think both of us can absolutely state that Kyoto Animation's work is not stuff we usually go out of our way to watch. Yeah, I I think I, I watched like a couple episodes of K-On! I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. And, and then I went and did something else. <laughs> like, I remember... It's... Gone. No, no, I was done. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, it, it was just... I always felt that it's it, what made it hard for me to like a lot of like the stuff out of Kyoto Animation is that it's very polished, but in that like everything's kind of cute. It, like there's a house style to the way they do things for the most part. Yeah, it's it's very gift wrapped. It's very like it's everything is very palatable, and and, and that's not a bad thing. It, it's very cute. It's very like smooth all the girls are adorable all the guys are some kind of hot traditionally speaking it's just it's all very acceptable <laughs> and it's all very it's a very highly polished work I, I, I'll, I'll i'll put it this way i, I hate to use the term but kiyoani makes anime for normies <laughs> kinda i would say it, it makes it for people who really if you're a Moe fan, it is like the king. They're the kings and queens yeah. of making stuff for people who like cute girls doing cute things or kind of gay boys doing swimming. <laughs> free, free, uh, we, we, free must be protected. <laughs> that level of man I'm gonna service, say even if you don't like it, it it's a, it's the, it's the principle of things. I, I agree with the principle as somebody who was on Tumblr when Free was at its peak of popularity. That was a that was a dark time to be alive. <laughs> but I understand for you, it's like the worst type of thing. It's a bunch of pretty boys who are just vaguely muscular running around doing swimming things. But in the terms of what it pretty boys, I know you don't hate them, but they're not your thing. <laughs> they're not. But it, as we put it, in terms of what it it meant towards like the wider anime oeuvre, it was important. God, speaking of which, you know they also did uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. Speaking of things that no one ever talks about anymore. Yeah. Have you have you heard that thing about Kyoto Animation where it's like? None of their shows have ever withstood this test of time outside of like free and like <laughs> Dragon Maid, which is like the weirdest combination of two shows you could ever imagine. It's it, it's kind of funny. It, <laughs> it is, is interesting. Funny. But <laughs> this was made by so this was made after uh, Yamada left uh, Kyoto Animation. And was done with Science Error, which is a relatively new studio. Who, uh, before that, really got popular with Keep Your Hands Off of Isaacin. Oh, Very, very good. You should watch that if you haven't. Yeah. Or read it. It's it's very good. So yeah. th that Nice, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, that was founded by... Oh, it founded by... Uh, by Osaki Yusei and Eno Young Choi. I'm not super familiar with everybody, but they, they'd worked on other stuff over the years. And they do like this was so Heike's story was sort of this very, was sort of Yamada's return after a 
two-year hiatus from doing work. I'm not going to go any further because I'm, I have information for you for later, and you're going to hate me for this. Oh, boy. I'm going to make that ending way more painful. <laughs> it's going to Bring hurt. it on. I, I, you're the only person who's like, oh, it's going to hurt, and you're like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I want to bleed. <laughs> Make me cry. Uh, it, it will. Cause it, it this is not a because uh Hey K story was a net animation and it starts rough. <laughs> like the first episode, before we even hit the opening sequence, Biwa's father is killed. Like like, start. hello, would you like to see some horrible parent death to start off your meal? <laughs> it, it was the start of both of our meals, I believe. I made my dinner late by accident. I, uh, I had mine before I got on here, but it, that was... I mean, even when you see it coming, it, it was... It, it was gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's really interesting about it is that the first three episodes are basically Biwa getting to know... The ty- sort of the Tyra mainstays, uh, Shigamori's sons, specifically. Of uh, oh mm-hmm. god, I don't. Hold on, I need to make sure. I need. I'm gonna have to look up some names. <laughs> but, you know, we're, I'm just gonna call him son. His three sons. Uh, Kiyotsune is the middle one. Kumamori, I believe, is the older one. Oh man, I should have opened up. I my first and biggest mistake was r- not remembering that. Oh right, all these people have names, and there's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, Shigemori's got got three sons, um, and they all kind of befriend Biwa, and it's it's interesting seeing kind of the relationships they develop. Um, she definitely does not get along with the middle son and they have kind of a, a funny back and forth. <laughs> we should know that it's not like, oh, they hate each other. It's more like the two middle siblings that like always fight with each other. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those situations where it's not a case of, oh, these people hate each other. It's more of a case of, these two are like a cat and a dog siblings. Yeah. So they're always like, <laughs> bullies you, but in a friendship kind of way. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the constant back and forth between the two of them. But with that in mind, the first, the second episode is specifically, uh, B-Wub meets, uh, a very key person in this story, which is, uh, Tokoko, who is the, Sister to Shigamori and Kiyomori's oldest daughter, unmarried at the start. Mm-hmm. Before she is married to the Emperor at the time. Uh, which one is that? There's a lot of Emperors of Japan people. Like, more than you think. It's like, why, why do y'all go through Emperors so quickly? And then, then you remember that there's, like, wars going on all the time when this is happening it's like oh yeah that's why the best way i put it is uh it's one of those things uh oh yeah there she is uh takakura specifically is the emperor the 80th emperor of japan okay 
But, uh, I... So, basically, she... Gets married to him. And that, that comes up a bit in the first three episodes. Basically, the first three episodes is set up of, like, here's where we are, the Tyra at their high point, and then towards the end of one ep- of episode three... Uh, the retired emperor Goshirakawa is like, I'm getting sick of these motherfuckers. What if we called the Genji to get rid of them? <laughs> yes. there, there really is a guy in this meeting who's like, but what if we did this? Hmm? Mm. <laughs> and you're just, and the, uh, the Genji don't show up much in this. I'm just going to say that now. Because it's not really okay. about them. They do show up quite a bit. But uh, the specific one that they talk about is uh, Yoritomo. Mm-hmm. Who, if you're an expert on Japanese history, you know that's the first shogun of Japan. So, uh-oh. <laughs> I remembered it right. I'm like, oh shit, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this guy's important. No, this is not good. <laughs> for the tyrant yeah, specifically. If, if you know, like anything at all about Japanese history, there's going to be a lot of, oh shit, it's that guy when you watch this. Yeah, but specifically if you are an expert of late Heian, early Kamakura era anything, because... Probably a lot of those in our audience, I'm sure. <laughs> well, if... <laughs> I, as, we have two subscribers to the podcast channel, and I'm one of them, so therefore 50% of our audience knows who that is. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> uh, I don't know who the other subscriber is, but um, hi, thanks. Thank you for being our subscriber. Thank you for subscribing. You can like, comment, or subscribe. Uh, we're not trying to be famous. <laughs> if we become famous, it's by accident. <laughs> Just doing this for fun. Yeah. But that was the first episode that was those were the first few episodes so i'm gonna ask you sardo first things first uh what did you think so far absolutely beautiful like this is a gorgeous looking anime um they're just the the shot composition and the general style and it's it's good it's good soup mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. and i just i don't know like like, it's kind of understated in a way that really, really magnifies things. Because, like, there is, you know, for, for an anime that is about, like, a particularly, you know, tumultuous period of time, there's not a ton of, like, actual violence. And there's, like, only a few really violent moments. And, and a lot of the stuff doesn't even happen on camera. Yeah, and that, that's sort of a big and thing. it's brutal. It, yeah, it's brutal. Like, like man gets beheaded at the end of episode three, and you see none of it. It's just shown via a flower being cut into water. Because, yeah, like it's it's all in insinuation. Yeah, which is just really a statement of like how well it's directed because it's like you don't need to see a beheading. It's. Like, the, the emotions here are so good. I, I wish I could find a more intelligent way to verbalize it, but they they do emotion real good. It's just, I don't know. Emotion Everything connects. good. Penis well, you, you know what I'm, is like... evil. <laughs> Today in Zardos references. 
but, it just it it connects though. Everything like hits where where it's supposed to. I feel like. Yeah. No. I, what I really liked about it when I was watching it was sort of I was curious because this is like the it was the first time Yamada was working outside of Ko Annie's sort of house style of everyone's very cute, everything's very like polished, so there's a bit more grit to it. And uh, the way I always describe how it's done is a friend of mine, uh, Caitlin, who does, like, much larger reviews than us. We get, like, three views. People comment on her things. <laughs> We're not famous. Oops. <laughs> but uh, she, she never liked Yamada's work, and then she saw this, like, I get it now. <laughs> and, and it makes sense, because, like, just the first few shots of the start of the se- of the show is just the Tyra's butterfly symbol. I forget what kind of butterfly it is. Let me look it up real quick. But it's a very specific kind of butterfly. And it's this very it's just this very hazy shot of just the butterfly. The opening itself is filled with a bunch of really cool shots too. Yeah. And it's, like, the thing is that the series... I I do wonder what this series is like, especially for you, Sardo, because I went in this kind of like a Japanese person might have, where I kind of know who all these people are. So I'm like, ah, yes, this guy, and this man, and this person. I know who all these people are, and I know how this story ends. But for you, like, going into a this... A lot of this... Yeah, no, go it, It's it. still... Yeah, it's it's still not... I, I don't know how a lot of... You know, I don't know a lot of the fates of these characters. It's like, I have a rough idea of what's going on. But I... I, I don't... For one thing, I find myself really giving a shit about everybody. <laughs> yeah, I and, know. And... It... Feeling very upset because I know things are going to go bad for them. Yeah. Well, I think what what makes this interesting is that instead of like showing these people as badass warriors, because th- these are samurai clans. These are like the yes. OG samurai clans, by the way, that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Instead, it's we see them in sort of their more day to day lives. Like we and, s- and yeah, go ahead. We see them sort of like oh this like. Shigamori's eldest son loves to dance. He's not really much of a warrior. He'd much rather just be like... He'd rather be dancing. But father, I don't want to fight. I want to dance. And you're very good at it, son. Uh, but sadly, we're we're stuck in horrible times. <laughs> Great. Now, now go dance with a sword and kill someone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of... It's this idea that you never... like. The biggest bit of action is a bunch of warrior monks showed up, and that scene is like, what, a minute tops? Yeah, if that. And and something else too is that it's like, on on the occasion you do get to see battle. It's it's not glorious. It's not exciting. It's yeah. For one thing, it's it's confusing and kind of feels like it'd be a monotonous slog. And it's like it's it's a big scary monotonous slog. And I and I think that's. That's good. <laughs> I oh, think that's no. a good thing. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it, and 
there there will be more battle scenes later as the Genpei War actually like starts in earnest. Right. So we're, we're sort of still in the setup phase of what comes to order. Hold on, I'm I'm just gonna see what our next episodes are. Yeah, we're not getting into when shit hits the fan until episode seven. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. stop! Stu- they're te- we're in we're still in rising tension. Yeah, and it, it like I'm just seeing this from I'm just looking at the episodes right now, and like episode four, episode five, episode six, seven. It's like it's around episode like seven and eight is when things start really getting bad. To know. And I, I can't wait until we get towards, like, the second half. We'll, we'll probably have an update probably somewhere after. Uh, I don't know. We might. We'll, we'll talk about it more, like, next episode. It'll be sort of like our second half topic, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, but it's sort of like right now, it's like every, like, we, you can already tell time has passed because, like, Kiyomori, Shigemori's kids are growing older Biwa stays tiny because Biwa's cursed to be a fucking munchkin the rest of her life. <laughs> she's just, she's a gremlin. <laughs> she's just a little gremlin. But, uh, the whole thing is, it's, it's a lot of this series is sort of, I remember, I showed you the trailer, right? And the trailer was lovely. But it's a lot of people saying, I'm sorry to each other. And it's just like, yeah. You, you, you can feel why the sorries are coming because bad things are about to happen. And, and the thing is, there, it, it's not, for those who don't know what's happening, it's established by Biwa herself that the Tyra's fate is irreversible. They are doomed. But it's sort of how they're doomed is the question. Like, what is going on? What is about to happen? We just don't know. Well, I do. I mean, you you do, but you, I very you know do. what I mean. I extremely know what's about to happen. Not only have I seen the show before, I knew going in. But well, like, not all of us are you, Strauss. Yeah, but my favorite thing is, I wonder if you've noticed this. But did you notice how uh, Tokuko as a character is? Uh, I I guess the best way I could describe it is you saw the Hobbit movies, right? Or at least one of them. Yeah, of course. And how people were joking, like, notice how Feely, Keely, and Thorn Oakenshield are all, like, the pr- the hot ones. Uh-huh. Like, as a way for you to, like, oh, yeah, they're the nice, they're the, the pretty ones. I like them. Of course. Because Be- it's like, well, if a, if a character is attractive, that means they're good. Well, yeah, I mean, we can say that, but it's not that, like, people here are ugly. It's just that. Heian era beauty standards for women were very different from our own. Yeah. Uh, very pale faces, uh, blackened teeth, hair that goes all the way to the ground. Um, eyebrow the, the 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 dot based eyebrows you see in a lot of like Little circles. Yeah, the, the the eyebrow circles that were shaved off eyebrows and put above your onto your forehead to make them even higher. Because Heian era beauty standards are kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, beauty standards in general are just kind of strange when you think about it. They, they are. And, you know, things go in and out of vogue all of 
all the time, but it's like, I don't think blackened teeth are coming back. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> well, you're going to try to bring them back yourself? <laughs> Damn right I am. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. the, the joke here is, is Tokuko looks more modern day pretty to yeah. like instantly get you. And it makes sense that you would use this because you are, you, you have 11 episodes to work with and you need to make people endeared to her very quickly. Which they yeah, do. She's like, she's, she's very conventionally cute and she's very sweet. She's yeah. very sweet. But we also like, one of the things that's very interesting is we get a lot of like scenes with just women talking that was cool i i do i did notice that i did like that like there's there's a sequence with tokuko and biwai where tokuko is kind of complaining about like i'm about to get married because my little sister got married when she was nine because this is this is you know late antiquity early middle age ages politics where if you're right. important, you were married at like 10 to another 10 year old or someone way older, depending on the situation. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my. Anyway, yeah. But pretty shitty state of affairs all around. Yeah. And like her sister was a widow at the age of 11. And that's like, wow. A widow and a stepmom. Yeah, widow and a stepmom by the age of 11. That's. Whoops. <laughs> but all of it, but all of her, her husband's land now belong to her and therefore belong to the Tyra. Go Tyra. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure nothing bad's going to happen to them. <laughs> yep. Now, uh, actually, there is, you do know of one Tyra clan family member, though. Very important one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mentioned him already. Kiyomori? No, one Oda Nobunaka. Oh, that... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. How could I forget? <laughs> our dude, our uh, guy. Our man. But uh, the, the whole point is that with when it comes to this whole Tyra thing is that after the Heiji Rebellion and the Hogan Rebellion, they took over the Kyoto government, or well, what was known as Hyankyo at the time. Hence the Heian period. How do we name these things? Well, what was the capital? Got it. Here <laughs> we go. Very easy. Very easy naming convention. But what happened was, in, in, is that right now we have Kiyomori is slowly trying to make sure that the Tyra are set for life. And while he's like actually an amused grandfather most of the time... There are moments where you're like, oh, right, you will kill a bitch immediately. It's kind and of... this Kiyomori does a very good job of, like, you know, that he is very much kind of a, a jolly old man, but he's all the scarier for it. Well, I think it's because he already won. Y yeah, he's comfortable. Yeah, because, like, the thing that ma that makes him more intimidating is that you realize, like, very early on, because there's a sequence between him where Biwa kind of tells him off a little mm -hmm. bit and then comes in and he looks at her and just kind of holds her face. It's like, ah, amusing. And that's when you realize 
oh, this man absolutely has killed someone with his bare hands if he had to. Like this, yeah. He might be retired, but he is a retired samurai through and through, and he's not above ki- getting someone killed if it means success. Yeah, there and there's nothing retired about his his mindset. <laughs> no, he he's retired in the sense that he, as clan patriarch, has one goal and one goal in mind, and that is the continued control of the government and court via the Tyra as all costs. Like anytime someone like there's a sequence where uh, Shigamori's second son accidentally pissed off a, a nobleman and the nobleman had him beat up very badly, by the way, like way more than he deserved. Like an eight year old man. Yeah. It, 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 like this is just an eight year old kid who was just trying to get home because he wanted to impress his grandfather. Like totally totally unnecessary amount of mean-spiritedness. We we do learn later on that, like, oh, right, he's the brother to the lady Kiyomori's youngest daughter married. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, like, mad about losing a lot of land. But it's sort of, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, you're a dick. And then Kiyomori's like, I'm gonna have him horribly beaten up. You don't cross my family. Fuck no. <laughs> no one does. Family. Family. We always family. return to that one. I'm sorry. No, I, I always love referencing that that bit. But the, the thing is, it, I think what I really like about this show, though, is just I remember when I first watching it and just watching the shots of this like, fuck, I wish I was still making films because I want to steal some of these. It's it's very inspiring to watch because everything is so artfully put together and there's like at least a handful of shots every episode that I just go, damn. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's a very like one of the one of the problems with TV animation is that even with this being a net animated series, so yeah, it was released online, so it was less restricted, I guess would be the word. Not mm-hmm. not that you couldn't show this on TV. You could show this on TV, no problem. And it, it would not run... The only bad things about it would be stuff that, like... I uh, can't really be mad about it. It actually happened. Like, oh, the nine-year-old got married to, like, a 40-year-old man? Well, I can't be pissed off. It's in the record. <laughs> it, it It is history, and it sucks, but it it's real. <laughs> yeah, this is a thing that definitely happened. But it's more but, of a case of people, like, you could show this on TV, no issue. Yeah. There's no, there's no ejectable content. Like, the worst thing that happened so far that is shown is Biwa barfing over the side of a boat. <laughs> like, that's the most explicit thing we saw. Like, we saw some blood splatter, but not a lot. It yeah, there's pretty... there's very minimal blood or anything in this. So far, anyway. A war uh, is coming. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. But it, it's one of those series where it's just like, most of the violence from my memory of it doesn't even happen, like, directly on screen half the time, and it's very brief. Like, the battle sequences are intense, chaotic, and as you said, like, kind of grungy. They're... And 
I say this in a positive way because it's it's I think it's the intended effect. They're ugly. They're yeah. very ugly compared to the other scenes. Well, like we have one scene where Shigamori has to defend a gate from a bunch of angry warrior monks because if there's one thing that has been plaguing members of the Tyra family for hundreds of years, it's mysteriously warrior monks. Even Odo Nobunaga down their temples. That's why they're pissed off. <laughs> Even. Even oh, no, no, I was like, I, these fucking monks, <laughs> always with the monks. <laughs> That's well, not maybe a joke. If you stop setting fire to, to their. <sighs> maybe the monks had a reason to be pissed off. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it's not that part's not important, important, but like this whole sequence lasts maybe about like at best, like 45 seconds of arrows being shot at people. You don't even see anyone getting shot directly. You just see the top of a shrine get hit, and it's, like, the most... Because, <gasps> and I mean, Shigamori says at the beginning of the battle, don't hit the shrines. They're holy vessels. <laughs> it's bad if you piss off the Buddha. <laughs> and do you think Do you think that the archers that accidentally hit the shrine, they're like, shit, shit, shit. Oh, oh. too late now. It probably is like, oh, 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 shit, the wind. Oh, no, no, oh, no. And then there was just that one guy who was being a dick about it. <laughs> now, that's the guy who was purposely aiming for the top of the shrine with the little, like, gold bird at top. It's like, I'm going to get the bird. Yeah. It's like, no, Steve, don't do that. God S damn it. Damn it, Steve Coon. <laughs> Steve Coon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like that that's so far been the biggest like action sequence this entire series so in like three episodes and that one is just like whoa. Like it, it's a moment. Yeah, because then like fire rages out through like the Tyra quarter of the uh, capital and even Shigamori's estate gets set on fire. It's like oh no. My sins have come back to bite me in the ass. And that's something I, I wanted to mention that I thought was really interesting because, like, as as opposed to, like, really, you know, showing a lot of the battles and a lot of, like, the, you know, the, the thrill of war, it's, like, it shows a lot of the repercussions of war. It's, like, the stuff that comes back to bite you in the ass after the fighting is done. Well, I mean, to really, like that. really to put this in perspective, the whole, like, this whole sequence feels like just that. Like, the yeah. whole series, it's, like... The moment the Genji are brought up, you're starting to realize, like, oh, past decisions are about to really fuck people over, whether they want it to or not. When will you learn that your actions have consequences? <laughs> but it, it, it's also shown in, like, a lot of... Because a lot of, like, the action sequences in this show so far is really political maneuvering between a bunch of people being like, well, if we do this, then this will happen and we have to do this or because people have to respect us. Or if, and if they don't, then they will not respect our power. It's a lot of that. And it's interesting. Like there, there is the, the greatest amount of, of tension and really adrenaline in those moments where it's a bunch of old guys talking. <laughs> Like, that's how you know you've done something right when a bunch of old guys talking about getting rid of the Tyra clan is, like, the biggest shit that happens in this area so far. You're like... Because one of them, like, takes a, his drinking glass and cuts it through a jug. Is like, no, no, we need to get rid of them. Not just beat them. They need to go. We, we need to cut it off at the neck. Yeah, we need, we need them to be gone. 
yeah, they helped us retain some power beforehand, but now they're taking over the government. <laughs> I don't like when they take over the government. Like, you know, actually fuck these guys. These guys suck. I don't like them. And Kiyomori's a dick. And his dumb, bald head. And his stupid eyebrows. Uh, not you, uh, retired Emperor Goshiro Carl. I like your bald head and, <laughs> and eyebrows. No, your, your bald head looks very nice. Kiyomori's is all lumpy. <laughs> you have a very nice skull shape. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of talking so far. And it's a lot of just sort of like what the time was like. Like there's a, there's this whole sequence with a bunch of like dancers where they used to be Kiyomori's favorite, but then he, they got older and he's like, well, this one's prettier and also more my speed, but you're favorite of my wife and I like my wife. <laughs> and can you imagine how awkward that would be where it's like guy dumps you and he, he gets with like your friend, but it's like, you know, your friend's lonely. You should come over and say hi to her, do it or else I'll kill you. <laughs> that's basically what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I think all of them retire immediately to be nuns. They're like, nope, done with this shit. Don't want to be part of it no more. We are through. That was one of my favorite scenes too, because they just, they looked so happy in their, their little convent or, or what have you, their little nun place. And I was just very happy for them. They no, looked very at peace. To really like drive the poet home, Biwa, like, because she's, I don't know if it's been mentioned already, but in the series, it she mentions numerous times. That, like, her father said, don't look too deep into the future type of shit. Like, you shouldn't know this stuff. It's bad. Yeah. You were gifted with the power of prophecy, and that usually ends badly for everything you know. It'll fuck you up. And, and, and it, 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 it do be like that sometime. Mm-hmm. If there's anything mythology teaches you is that having the power of prophecy is actually really shitty. Yeah, I I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want I... it. No. And and there there is a little bit where like Biwa does look into the future deliberately. And like even when the results aren't bad, it's like, oh girl, don't do that. Like when she does it with like the all these now nuns, she's like she, there's this small smile on her face and she kind of runs home skipping and you're like, "Ah, oh, they're going to be all right. <laughs> they made the right choice. They're going to be happy for the rest of their lives." But there's this one moment when she's talking to Tokuko for the first time, right before she goes away, and she gets, like, dirt in her eye, and she covers it, and accidentally only sees through the prophecy eye, and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And it's, yeah. <laughs> and, like, thing, oh, this we should mention that these prophecy moments are like very vague. Like if you know what's going to happen, you get what's going to happen, but it's just like, Hmm. Well, that's probably not good. Yeah. For you, you're like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Shut it off. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Oh, maybe, maybe go back. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> For you. This is like, Oh no. For me, it's like, <sighs> It's coming. <laughs> As I stare off into the middle distance on, on that ledge, you know, the, the, the metaphorical ledge that you stand on when you want to be, like, serious about something bad is coming. As one does. Yeah. Dramatically, as the wind blows your hair back. 
And well, it, maybe it blows your hair back. Well, you don't have hair at the moment, you dick. Having to one up me. <laughs> uh, but it, it, that's sort of what, what the series is like so far. It, it's just sort of like, you know something bad is coming, but what exactly it is and what it entails is sort of the part that you don't know, if you don't already know. It's it's the why of things that's still a mystery. And it's... And especially because you're seeing all these, like, not pastoral scenes, but sort of, like, almost slice of life, just people having, just living their lives, enjoying it. It's it's just these, you know, these historical figures being, like, regular people with families and hobbies and you know, the one son likes to dance. and One of them likes to play the flute. And that, and I'm going to warn you, that flute part's going to hurt you. Oh, Not no. yet. I understand that this series has a lot of it's going to hurt you. Also, we should probably take a time because we haven't talked about it yet. The music of the show is very interesting. It is. Because you'd think as a period piece, it would just be all traditional instrumentation. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. Like you hear like some guitars, some techno beats. And it kind of actually helps, in my opinion, because it's like, no, no, we don't need to just all be like the Gakaku, like classic court music for everything. Yeah, I like that it's it's embellished with with a little bit of something different. (laughs) I mean, I think that's always kind of what the series was for me. It's a little something different. Because, like, this came out at around the same time as... uh, the uh, ranking of kings, which was kind of the mm-hmm. the big like critical hit amongst like less normal anime people at the, around the same time. Like you know that was like the critics' choice for the people who didn't watch Heike's Story, and Heike's Story is even more kind of out of left field. Also, we should mention the theme song is really catchy. It is very catchy. Yeah, I always said it. Yeah, did you ever listen to the Yeah Yeah Yeahs? Oh, I love them. Well, it, I, the, the theme song always reminds me of the their best song, and what I would say is one of the best songs of the early 20th century, Maps. You are so goddamn right. It, it, it's the same vibe. It's not. It doesn't sound the same, and it's not a cover. It just, it has, no, this, it's, it's, it's a feel thing. It's a vibe thing. No, I, I get what you're getting at, and you, you are correct. It, it definitely has that similar sort of sound. It, it's that sort of like, not lo-fi, that's not the word, sort of low-key piece. Very... Uh, it's it's mellow. Kind of melancholic sounding. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've seen the music video for the full song, and boy howdy is the drummer the most drummer-looking woman you will ever meet. I'm gonna have I, to look at the actual music video. I'll send it to you once we're done, but, but it's so funny. It's like, yeah, this, this girl's the drummer, all right. <laughs> That or the bass player. <laughs> Not, with okay, the, sw- it, it's the haircut, and you'll understand once you see it. I know I will. But yeah, it's sort of like the whole thing. It's A lot of it is sort of... It's also interesting because the opening itself is very different. Like, it starts off with like, oh, this looks happy. And then it's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I think that it's like, that's 
something that I something else I really like about this so far is that it is so willing to kind of sit with those like nice moments and sit with kind of you know the 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 pretty backgrounds and like just the people living their lives and and that it's it's just willing to let that soak in because you you know the bad shit's coming well, and I it's think, like it's not in a great hurry to get to that immediately. It's like let's get to know everybody yeah, first, so no, it hurts I, that I much more. I think the best way to really describe it is that it's willing to be slow. Yes, it is. And what we mean by that is, is that it is willing to be like slow paced. Let despite being eleven episodes, not a lot has happened, like at all. And it, yeah, it it knows how to take its time, mm-hmm. and you feel it. You feel every second of it of being like, you know, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be a good time, and it's just like you're just kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it is taking its sweet time to get there because. Look at the episode list. I don't think really bad things really start to happen until, like, episode seven. We're still, like, we have to get halfway through the series before, like, I think the key Genji people show up. God, when when one character shows up, you know that's when, like, uh-oh. This is going to be the end, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> the anime so far feels like it's, you know... You're you're stuck on the train tracks. You can't get away. Um, you you see the train coming in the far distance, and you know it'll come eventually, and it will cut you in half. Mm-hmm. But God, it's such a beautiful day. Look at the flowers. You know, it's everything is so nice. You might as well enjoy it now before everything gets really really terrible. <laughs> and it's also extremely well animated too for whatever budget it was on. Like maybe because it was only eleven episodes. Like, they know, it's knowing when to spend your budget is sort of a big part of the anime production pipeline. And this one's and like, everything... it just knows when to use it. It's, it's effective. Yeah. It's effective and it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> the art direction, the art style, the animation. I love... The color palettes that they oh, yeah. use. No, also, like, we didn't even touch that. The colors are great. I, I love the colors. Like, everything, like, it's... Everything feels very rich and warm and, like, just a little bit fever dreamy almost. It's It's just, like, the slightest bit unreal feeling. Well, there's sort of, like, a lightness to it. Sort of, like, yeah. ethereal, almost. I mean, part of that's because the shot selection will be, like, of, like, a thing happening that is metaphorical for what is actually happening. But it's, it's, everything is, like, uh, effective is just the word I would use for everything when it comes to this. Because yeah. this, this was clearly made by people who knew their shit. <laughs> it, it's, it's nice when you look at a thing and it's just very well crafted this 
like I don't know anything about the 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 creation of this series or anything or you know how the people who made it felt about it but just from from the quality of everything and from the way it's made this feels like it was a very loved show oh like i oh i actually have an answer to this and you're gonna hate me so much by the time i tell you the answer because there there is an answer to that statement and i want i'm gonna i'm doing to you what happened to me by the way which was I got reminded of a very key fact about things. Uh, Do you want me to just tell you it? Um, uh, The problem is it's going to color a lot of the series in a very different light. If I tell you. It it is what it is. Just go ahead. Okay. So do you remember why Yamada left KO Annie in 2019? (laughs) I... If you need a reminder, that was the same year that K.O. Annie had the arson attack. Jesus fucking Christ, that's right. And uh, that meant Yamada, who had worked for K.O. Annie for like, uh, hold on, let me just do a double check on some dating here. She worked for K.O. Annie for about, now she's a, she worked from 2004 to 2020. Oh man. But for those who don't remember, uh, uh, rather shockingly, a man started a fire at the main studio at Kyoto Animation, which killed 36 people and wounded 33 others. These were people Yamada had worked with for probably around 16 years, and it was very tragic for a variety of reasons. Mostly because of uh, Kyoto Animation was famous for hiring a lot of women. Yeah. And it it was a very tragic moment, and uh, Uh, it paints a lot of what this series is in a very different light, and will make a lot more sense when you get to the end, but when you realize this is the first thing she worked on since then, you can kind of start telling that there might be a bit of extra love put into it by her alone. Yeah. And it's, by the way, when I said this series is going to break your heart, once you get to the ending, you're going to realize why I say it's going to break your heart. Because now you know the reason why. (laughs) It's an... Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's it's a heavy thing to think about. But when I was... I... Oh, God, you want to know how I learned that? Or miraculously was reminded of that? Oh, what? Uh, I was watching the ending, because there's the ending clip on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminded that I'm like, oh god, this like it puts the whole ending into a completely different light. Well, sort of, because the thing is, the Hey K Motogatari, the piece of work this is based on in the first place, is mm-hmm. a boot. It's basically used as, as a Buddhist parable of this is what you do if you do bad things. <laughs> bad things right. happen to you. And, uh, yeah, when you, but it, that's how it's originally used. It's, you know, it's the classic, it's like a Christian parable where it's like, if you my do favorite religion, well, it's like any religious parable, my, my favorite religious parable, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. It's like that. That's how it's used. It's like the Tyra were did bad things at, that went against the Buddha's teachings 
and they paid the ultimate price. Hopefully. But this will take it in a bit of a different direction. Hmm. And I'm going to warn you, I was already getting emotional when Biwa's dad dies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is only going to get worse for me from here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hi, downward spiral, my old friend, let's get going. Yeah. It's like, I... There, there was a small part of me that, you know, watching, you know, some of these characters, you know, build friendships and relationships, I'm just, like, thinking, oh, this is gonna suck. <laughs> because it's, you know... Yeah, it, it, but it's the kind of suck, like, oh, I'm attached now. Yeah, it's it's gonna suck because it's gonna make me sad. Yeah, it's, like we said, it's, it's, it's the suck, like, you know it's coming and you know it's gonna depress you heavily. Yeah. But I, I'm interested to see where the ending goes because that's that is interesting to know that they take a little bit of a different direction with it. Well, it's more framing because like all things that happen are what happened, or at least how it happens according to how they put it in history, yeah. or how it's written down in this one book. It also was a fun fact that uh. This was also something that someone wanted to make. Can you guess who was the... It might have also been in tribute to another person as well. Uh, who was you, it? Well, you know how Studio Ghibli had two very famous directors? Yes. And uh, which is the one that's no longer alive? Uh, uh, Isao Takahata. Oh, man. And this was one of the... He wanted to tell this story for ages, and he never got around to making it. Do you think he'd like it if he saw this? I absolutely think he would have. Good. I mean, if he's... It's just like... It's one of those things where it's just like, there's a lot of stuff to this that makes it go... I mean, Takaha's last wor major work was The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which makes sense. Like, when, when you put it like that, you're like, yeah, I can see why he would want to make this one specifically. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is one of those things where it's... The, the, the very idea of these stories, of this story, is that I'm curious to see how the ending hits you, because now I can't get through the ending without feeling of many kind of ways. I I can assure you, um, I will probably cry a little bit. <laughs> All right. So I, I already get that feeling. It's like, this shit's going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, it's, it, I, I think what it also helps that it makes this, like, this is a story, a story where, like, the emotions hit. Like, from the get-go, like, Biwa's father dying is shocking, sudden, and you feel really bad about it. <laughs> the moment it happens. Would you say like that's you're, fair? Like, you're what, like, yeah, like, you're like 30 seconds into it, and you're like, no! No! She doesn't deserve this! <laughs> She's just a child, and now she pays for saying, like, I don't like it when the secret police people go beat up people. It's like fucking six. 
or however old however old she is it's hard to tell she's she never gets any larger <laughs> yeah she's she, she's a small baby looking kind of person at, at the beginning <laughs> like you can tell like like there is some like even later on you can tell there's like some change in her like the way they draw her like it looks less yeah. it looks less young i think is the best way to put it yeah she's like she she stays about the same size so far but but definitely like her features change and yeah well like i'm just looking at some later like thumbnails for the episodes Mm-hmm. And, like, her face gets a lot less round as it goes on. Like, she doesn't look much different, but you can tell. Yeah, like, and and I think it's kind of an interesting effect in that it's like, yes, she gets older, she changes with experience, but she also is kind of unaffected by time in the way that the others around her are. Mm-hmm. But also what kind of makes it work is that, um, like, we cut to her later on. Like, clearly her in the future with mm-hmm. with white hair, and you're like, wow, this is really interesting. That's her in the credits, right? Yes. I I, I, I kind of figured, but I... Yeah, it's... it's like, okay, yeah. yeah so no. some shit's gonna happen. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, jumping... Every so often they break into parts from the, uh... What's it called? The parts of the actual, like, Heike Monogatari, which was usually sung off of a biwa. In fact, I could literally bring... I know I've listened to a bunch of pieces of it. And it sounds really fucking cool here in the show. Oh, yeah. It's also really funny because the woman who plays biwa... We're watching in Japanese for those wondering... Um, in English, she's played by Xanthi Hugh, oh. who uh, I know best as Haru from Persona 5, but or Marianne from uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. Very cute-sounding lady. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Let's see. She, uh... Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Let's just look at her actress. She's also in Persona 5. <laughs> Not as the same character, but that's just funny. Huh. But, you know, she's been around a while, so. Yeah. Oh, my God, she's tiny. She's listed 4'9". What is this, a person for ants? (laughs) Well, you probably know her most famous character. You want to take a Uh, hot guess who I would consider it after that, now that I took one look at it? Uh... I'm bad at these guessing games. That's okay. There's a lot. It's uh, the Dokes herself, Madoka. Oh, well, well, well. I like how you understood what I was talking about via the Dokes. <laughs> oh, we the Dokes. We do. One of the most influential animes of the 2000s, uh, well, the 2010s, and not necessarily for good reasons. <laughs> Whoops. Nope. <laughs> As with most very popular things, everyone copied it, and it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> You know, there's only so many times you can go, what if Magical Girls, but it was dark and fucked up without, like, the level of technical skill or beauty that Madoka had. Yeah, or writing that Urobochi brought to Madoka. She's also... Or or the 
uh, she's also Suyu from uh, My Hero Academia. Aww. She, she's everyone's favorite frog. <laughs> froppy. Yeah, she's froppy. 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 <laughs> Still, froppy. I, I love that scene to the death. It's like everyone's going through the names and they're like, oh, finally, so it was normal. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, no, so far, I knew you were going to like it because you're like me and you like weird RC shit. Yes. And this is a very artsy thing. It is, very much so. And uh, we'll, we'll, this will now be taking over The Hell You Watching as a segment, and we'll probably devote another episode to the ending. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to apologize now, as that will hurt you. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on it. <laughs> Yay! Well, folks, Bring thank it on. you all for coming. This was our kind of interestingly, like, first three episode thoughts of something that I wanted to share. And we're going to be doing this for other stuff, too. I don't know what's going to happen after this, though. I have a lot Figure of things I want to watch with other people that no one else wants to watch. And Sardo is the only person I know who probably will do it. <laughs> Listen, if, if you don't have anybody else to watch him with... I'll watch. Oh, God. Always. I'm sorry when I have to show you a Getsu. I'm like, no, no, we're watching Samurai movies from the 50s and not the ones that you're thinking of. It's okay. I'll I'll find some weird, obscure thing that I like that I'm going to make us oh, watch, too. Yeah. So. I want that. Just make sure... It, I Like, the problem with being my friend, everyone, is that eventually you learn that I went to film school... And therefore, I watched a lot of, like, artsy stuff that, like, the average person doesn't watch. Well, see, that's perfect, then. That'll be great. I can actually show you some of my favorite weirdo shit, and you'll be able to actually assess it. Well, no, as I say, weirdo stuff is great, because, like, I'm the type of person who owns Kurosawa's Dreams, which is his anthology work from, like, the like late 80s, early 90s. When did that come out? Oh, yeah. Come out? And uh, my favorite one from that is The Tunnel, which is a very lovely and... Oh, yeah. It, well, you want to know I know? I said late 80s, early 90s. It's from 90... <laughs> Straight up 9-0. Well, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Here we go. It's not his best work, but it's... I, I always have an appreciation for it because I like his colored work. Anyway, yeah, it's, folks, it's interesting. It's interesting, and we're we're gonna keep up, I guess, the the Strauss E. Sardo movie night for as long as we want. I like it. I uh, do too. I'm good. Uh, yeah, and we won't always be recording directly after it, so we'll always be fresh in our heads. So this is like instant reaction, by the way. Yeah, this is some real off the cuff shit. Yeah, this is like we just watched the first three episodes, went straight into. Like, we literally just straight up went to recording. Because we're like, oh, that would be fun. But anyway, folks, thank you all for coming. We, once again, would, like, love to thank you for always listening to us. All, I don't know, four or five people who listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Hearing us ramble like insane people in a a cave in backwoods. I mean, if nothing else, maybe it's something nice to draw to for background sound. <laughs> hey, I I absolutely consider that a compliment. You know, that's 
that's my that's my big goal. So, some some artists' background sound. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's great if someone says I put you on in the background while I do other things. I'm like that means you consider us worthy to at least multitask too. Exactly. Like I do that for a bunch of things that I actually like. So yeah, I consider it a compliment. That means I'm not annoying enough to turn off. <laughs> I I feel the same way. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you all for listening to us. We love you all, usually. Sometimes we're in a bad mood and we're like, I hate the world. I I love you all, always. Especially you listening right now. That's right, you. You're my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us on uh, at Almighty Strauss on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, For Mm -hmm. Sardo here, you can use Ah, Topsy Garlands for the Twitters and uh, Uncle Death on uh, the Twitch when they happen. So, um, I've, I've kind of figured out, so I'm mm. probably going to be dropping Spanish class at the end of March because, um, I, I have entirely too much shit going on right now. And I think that'll free up Wednesday. So, um, probably around, probably around April, I will awesome. get back to this. Exciting. And, I, and then I'll be, that's when I'm going to force you to play 13 Sentinels. <laughs> And watch you suffer the psychic damage as I sit there being like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) What are friends for? (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, everyone. You have a good night now. And uh, (laughs) next week we're going to have a normal topic. And you'll still hear more about this because we're not going to always record on a Monday. But I I think my record back on Friday is next week, probably. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. And and now you're um, gonna ha- hear our thoughts on Hey K story filtered through time to actually think about them. Get ready for it. Get hyped. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.